meet people to say, you know what? I'm ready to be the light and I'm ready to go save other people. And that's the greatest result that we could populate heaven. And that is the greatest thing that you and I need to do is to populate heaven and not worry about making friends. Because at the end of the day, you have no idea if your friends are going to make heaven their home or not. You need to make sure that you win people to Jesus and you stand for righteousness in these latter days. back everybody to the light it up podcast and today we have rafael alvarez our co-host what's up y'all and um, our guest today pastor daniel nago hello everyone so um if you have this is part two part one <laughs> that was an awkward thing to say but um yeah part two part one um this is our second uh, episode with Pastor Daniel Nago. Uh, last week, we talked about barriers in our ministry. Um, and this week, we are going to be talking about being servants and not servant celebrities. Um, uh, you can add this in parentheses, pride or submitting to a pastor. And then we'll finish it off with making a stand for yourself. Okay, so... Um, we are going to be talking about being a servant, not a servant celebrity. So, Pastor Daniel, why don't you explain a little bit about what that means uh, to you? Well, there there is a book that I read. Uh, it's called Improving Your Serve. Um, uh, and uh, it talked about s- servicing uh, and being a servant. And uh, one of the points that made in that book was uh, to be a uh, servant and not a servant celebrity. And uh, what I got out of that is that some people only want certain ministries because it gives them that celebrity feel or gives them that limelight. Um, uh, you, you are you, very rarely hear about the, uh, you know, about the, the bathroom cleaner or about the ministry worker the or about the, the toilet scrubber. You know, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't hear those things uh, very often. You, you you often hear about or see those people that may be in the front of you on the stage or that may be on the uh, whatever, whatever it may be. And uh, what I, uh, in my own uh, result to that is that we're called to serve. And uh, being a servant means that you serve in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Or you serve there no matter what. And not just serving, not just serving where you you feel like you you know you want to serve, but to do what God's called uh, you and I to do, whatever that looks like, wherever that uh, that may lead a, a person to. So that's kind of that in, in a nutshell. It's like we're here to serve. It may not be the most glamorous thing, but to realize too that uh, it's not about you and I when we serve. It's about other people. It's about souls. It's about lives. <clears throat> Something that uh, my pastor drilled into me when I first started, uh, when I first joined ministry was to serve, to just to be humble and just to serve people, basically, and just be a, a servant. Just um, just basically what I'm saying is to serve what you said. And um, 
my uh i gotta say my question was definitely uh how would someone put themselves in that situation to solve like how how would you from your um experience so coming like let's say someone that's not used to solving people that's not used to helping people around like necessarily like the people they don't know how would they put themselves into that situation to solve and solve for god well i i think one of the things that we have to remember is that uh, you think in Philippians, you know, or uh, chapter two, where it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself, right? So we have to remember that it's it's about other people, right? So um, when you get saved, it seems like it's about you for a little bit, right? Because that we're trying to get you locked in, we're trying to get you grounded, we're trying to help you and support you and love you and everything else like that, that we are called to do, which is very good. But you have to remember when the next person comes in, the next new convert comes in, you have to remember the same treatment, the same love that you experience is the same thing you have to give uh, to other people, right? Uh, being a servant is not uh, uh, comfortable. You never, you, you think about all the servant jobs out there, right? The people that clean toilets, the people that change uh, uh, sheets and beddings at hotels, people that serve people that are so demanding, you know, I, you made my drink the wrong way. They're there to serve. And it's not always in a nice light or a nice light, uh, you know, a, a, a way, but realizing that, you know what? They're still there to serve. I'm, I'm sorry I made that wrong. Can I do it better? But they're always looking to do something uh, for other people. And you heavy conviction for every one of us who's been mean to waiters before repent repent <laughs> the time is now <laughs> um so um so this uh kind of for me links to pride and being able to humble yourself and put yourself in a, a position where you know you're not in the spotlight um to be able to humble yourself and to be able to say like you know if god wants me in this ministry we're not a lot of people are going to see it i'm okay with that um what can pride do to us in that moment um what can pride do to us in our walk with god if we're um, really wanting that attention that pride or if we have a lot of pride what can do what can that do to our spiritual life well, I mean, pride blinds you, right? When you, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have pride, it blinds you. You you um, lose sight of your purpose. When you think that you arrive, when you think that you're better than the next guy or the next sister or what have you, uh, you, you, you get blinded. You, you forget that you have your flaws still. And in those moments, uh, you know, the scripture says, right, that, uh, there was pride and then they came the great fall if you would or you know pride and then the fall uh right so uh, you you have to remember and i have to remember that if pride gets in the way we need to crucify that rather quickly right because we, we if we don't crucify that in our flesh uh it's easy for us to uh, fall wayside it's easy for us to fall into a to have a heart hearted uh so for example if you were used to uh, doing 
many ministries in the church and then God uh, miracle, uh, you know, touches lives and saves people. Uh, would say, would you say, for example, 10 people? And now God raises those 10 people to take the ministries that you've been doing. How are you going to feel about that? Right? That's when pride really set, settles in. So I often remember that, you know what? I need to keep my heart right and in check, even as a pastor. It's easy for pride to set in into any man and into any woman. And if we don't bring that pride spirit or heart, attitude, whatever it is, into subjection, then it's going to overcome us and then it could cost us our salvation. So a big, big price. Um, and the, I think the, um, I don't know if it's most referenced, but the biggest story regarding pride is Lucifer himself, you know, because of pride, he became what he is today. I mean, that's what pride can do to you. So speaking of pride and all that, how would, so let's say we have a brother or a sister in church who has pride, then personally, they do not see that pride. Is, is there a way, would you like go up to them and tell a hey, brother or sister so-and-so you have this pride or would you want to just pray for them out of like, uh, like, you know? Well, I mean, do you, uh, my question is how do you know it's pride, right? I mean, if you're looking at someone's life, does that mean that you're now battling with the pride issue that you're going to go now and ask somebody it's a it's a fine line right you have to really uh make sure if, you, if one does do that but i would always pray and one of my prayers is that god remove the scales from our eyes god remove whatever that separates the people from you god remove those things whether it be pride whether it be uh spirit divination whatever these things may be god whatever those things may be god remove them so that i i often pray those things that uh let god handle uh that now if god truly uh leads or whatever but under direction obviously of a pastor and all that that's that's you know that's always a, an important thing but uh uh I, I would tread lightly because then it could come off that you're prideful, that you're seeing pride in other people. It's like, I don't know. You know, this, this, I don't know if that makes sense, uh, but uh, I think it's, <laughs> it's a, uh, I call it the, a gray area, you know. Mm -hmm. Talking about pride, I know a big issue with pride is being able to submit to your pastor. Uh, otherwise known as, you know, accepting constructive criticism. And I'm not vulnerable to it, so I can't personally talk about it. Um, so. I want to ask you what, you know, uh, maybe experiences you've had with people struggling to submit under a pastor, what happened to them, or just the simple importance of submitting to your pastor, and maybe what that means. Yeah, I, I, submitting to your pastor is uh, an important thing in your Christian walk. Uh, every pastor has a pastor in our fellowship. Right. Uh, and I and thank God for that, right? Uh, so in my 20 years, I've had four different pastors uh, in the same church, so I've had four different takeovers. Uh, so you can only imagine, right, that you submit to every pastor that comes in. And transitions uh, can be easy. Transitions can be challenging. But nevertheless, God placed that man and his family in that church and that ministry. And we are called to uh, be uh, submissive to a certain you know, degree. And we have to be careful because we as pastors are not God. But we are placed over the lives 
of of the church. We are called to uh, to love and protect and guide the people to correct. Right. We think about uh, the job description of a pastor. Right. It speaks about that uh, in Second Timothy. Right. That you know to to rebuke and to do all all that. Right. So, but how do you do that? You do that out of love as a pastor. We have to when we do that and being submissive. Whenever a pastor corrects us, it, we have to remember it's out of love. It's not out of sly. It's not out of hatred or bitterness or no, no, it's out of, you know, they love us. They don't want to see us fall flat on our face. So they're going to correct us. And that's where pride comes in. Like, oh, who's this man to tell me? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like one man may never say it out of their mouth, but they may say it in their heart. And that's where we have to really be careful because God placed them there to teach us, to guide us, to direct us, to challenge us, to speak into our lives, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, one of the things I really love is Pastor Greg said this one time, like, you know, what? Uh, you got to allow your pastor, you know, said this in a sermon, you got to allow your pastor to pastor you. And uh, if you don't want your pastor to pastor, you might as well just leave and go pastor yourself somewhere, right? Because we have to be submissive to our pastor because our pastor is there uh, uh, to guide us and to direct us uh, through uh, the lens of Christ, if you would, through the heart and the love of Christ. And also the experience of a pastor, maybe, you know, a seasoned pastor, as you would call it, not necessarily a new one, but the helpful stories that a pastor can tell especially when they're, you know, in your specific situation. Um, we, uh, we had an outreach recently, and uh, there was a 19-year-old who got saved in the parking lot. Um, and my dad was able to connect to him because, uh, by telling him some of the stories, you know, some of the experiences he had when he was 19 and how Jesus changed his life. But that, you know, other than being a great witnessing tool, the testimonies and stories of pastors can help you through really anything, uh, you know, um, marriage counseling. It can help you with uh, with pride in general. Um, so it's very helpful to be able to take correction um, from a pastor in that sense as well. Absolutely. It's important to uh, hear what your pastor has to say. Uh, you know, and, and and allowing your pastor to lead you and guide you. God placed your pastor there for a reason. And uh, and that means that in that moment, as your pastor is serving uh, in that uh, past, uh, pastoral office, is that uh, you got to pray, too, for your pastor. And that's, that's part of submissive, right? Being submissive is praying for your pastor and believing God as well. It's needed. Okay, so um, we're going to move on to the next point and the final point in this episode, um, which is called making a stand for yourself. So again, I'm going to have Pastor Nago explain a little bit about what that means before we ask. You know, I think it's so important as a young person to, to, to make a stand. And uh, we're living in a generation where people are making a stand for things of this world. Um, and even Christians, mind you, there's Christians making a stance for the things of this world or for this world. And as Christians, we are called to make a stand. We're called to stand in these last days to proclaim the gospel, to preach the gospel, to do uh, the will of God, to do righteousness, to be right. Um, and uh, uh, making a stand, I think, you know, often there's in the, in the, in the Bible, you think about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Right, and you think about those three young men. They they were young men. You Bible scholars say they were uh, between the ages of twelve and maybe fourteen, uh, what have you. So they were they were young. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. Wow. 
so what did they, they they were told to bow down to the to to the golden image right uh and they they obviously didn't bow down you know you may know the story but here's the thing that's so important is that they did not bow down to the golden image and they were cast uh, into the fiery furnace they made a stand and here in today's day and age young people even adults let's let's add adults too now uh, they're they're afraid perhaps at times to make a stand for jesus christ uh they're afraid to proclaim jesus they're afraid to say you know what? that's not right hey you're, you're you're the way you're acting or your language you're using or uh, whatever you're doing it's not right no we just pretend like we don't see it we uh you know the the whole uh i see no evil speak no evil hear no evil and you, you you pretend like oh i don't see all that uh for the christian world but for the world oh no you need to make sure you're like this and you you know listen we've got to stand for jesus and stand for righteousness and that's critically important for all of us so to every listener you need to stand for righteousness and you need to stand stand up for your christian salvation don't be one of those that don't share Jesus and don't be one of those that uh, when crisis hits your school or your uh, whatever place you're in and you say, oh, I'm a Christian. And then, oh, I'm a Christian too. Oh, you're a Christian. Oh, no, no, no. Make a stand and say, you know what? I'm a Christian. And remember first and foremost that you are a Christian. You're, you're, uh, you're not your, your race and you're not your age first and all those. No, no, I'm a Christian. And I need to stand as a Christian and you need to make a stand. So if your friends are standing for unrighteous things or worldly things, then that means you make a stand and say, you know, what? I'm going to uh, choose godly friends. I'm going to choose godly uh, this or that, whatever those things are. You have to stand up. But no, many people want to bow down and follow the, the waves of this world. No, no. God called us to remain standing. So will the real Christian please stand up? And end of episode. <laughs> um, um, you guys want to say? Um, so I was going to say, um, I remember when we had our discussion meeting, you mentioned something that really stood out was, would have Abendigo stood up if his other two friends weren't there? Yeah. You know, that's uh, yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, it's very simple. If your friends aren't there, are you able to make that stand for yourself? So uh, I wanted to bring that up and ask, what's the reasoning behind or what? why can't uh, I live off of someone else's salvation? Why do I have to make a stand for just me? Absolutely. I think it's important. And I thanks for reminding me of that because you think that Misha, Shadow, and Abednego, right? The three amigos were together. Uh, it's easy to do what they do, but if you're by yourself, would you remain standing? Or would you bow down and say, well, everyone is? Because if I'm by myself, it's easy to do things as a group, but the truth is it's harder to do it alone. It's easy to go outreach on a Saturday with a group of people from our churches than it is to say, I'm going to go by myself right but all that's important yeah so we can't you know, right we can't lean on uh our salvation can we well i'm gonna uh because my because my mom and dad are christians that i'm gonna be a christian too no 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 are you saved and right with god 
right? If you have the consciousness that God has given you your own mind to make conscious decisions and choices to say, you know what, I can make a decision and a choice for myself and I have that understanding, you need to make sure that you stay right with God, get saved. And, you know, to all the church kids, stop playing church games. Like you could be religious church kids all you want, but when it comes to the end of the day, you're going to have to stand before Jesus. And you can't say, well, my mom and my daddy were preachers or my mom and my daddy were uh, long members of the church or what have you. No, no, no. Jesus is going to say, how about you? How about you? Where's your heart? Are you going to uh, be right with God in these latter days? And that's so important. We need young people to find and seek God uh, personally and have a personal revelation and a personal clarity with God and say, you know, God, I surrender my heart and I want to be right and I want to be saved, God. And if I start to derail, God, bring me back uh, uh, into perspective of reality of salvation that I can't make heaven my home because my mom's a Christian or my dad's a Christian or because, oh, hey, my pastor and I were really close. So that, no, 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 God, God's going to say, how about you? How about your heart? How about your salvation? Um, how, what, what kind of advice would you give those youth who want to make those stands that, that necessarily they don't have those groups that they, they could. So like they want to make stands for at school. They want to street, they want to stand on the table and preach and all that, but they're too afraid. What, what advice would you give them? Not necessarily to like, you know, like push towards that for them to be able to do that. My advice is just do it. That's it. Right? Because I think, yeah, like, Sorry, you know, Nike. like that, you know, but we, you just got to do it. Like if you spend time trying to contemplate why you should or shouldn't, you're probably going to lean towards not doing it. If you just do it, you do it. Right. If you were going to go uh, cliff diving into the lake, if you contemplate, am I going to, should I jump now? Should I, you know, am I ready to, to jump and take this great plunge into the water? And, and or should I not? And nine times out of 10, because I enjoy cliff jumping and jumping into lakes and all that. I've done it where I stand at the, the, the ledge and like, okay, maybe I might, uh, uh, you know, should I do this? And then when you start to think about it, you start to chicken out versus, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to stand, I'm going to jump. Right, because the contemplation is the way is where you start to nimble. You say, "I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to street preach." So I'm going to do it. It's like when your alarm rings at your whatever alarm you set. If it's four o'clock and your alarm rings at four o'clock, you better get up at four o'clock. It's a decision. You just do it. Don't oh four fifteen, four twenty, four thirty. Now you're late. You don't want to do that with your salvation. You don't want to do that with the will of God. Thing. Well, I got time. I'll do it when I'm. 19 i'll do it when i'm 20 i'll do it when i'm 30 listen how do you know you're gonna live that long and what's stopping you from doing it just do it i'm talking about the will of god i'm talking about the things of god i'm not talking about the things of the world i'm not talking about nonsense i'm talking about god sense uh today and as a last question what are some results that can come or that can benefit us from making a stand for ourselves. I think when you make a stand for yourself, other people look at your life, right? There's other Christians out there that 
maybe saved, maybe right with God, or they're Christians out there. But when you make that stand, it gives other Christians, if you would, uh, some boldness as well. It gives them courage. It gives them a, a challenge, a healthy challenge. I'm all about a healthy challenge, right? Not a prideful challenge, but a healthy challenge. Uh, but really looking at this and realizing that you could result to develop more Christians. You standing up could save lives. And I'm not talking about being a hero. I'm talking about salvation, right? When you go out to the street corner, there could be a messed up Joe on the side of the road. But you preaching or sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ can lead them into destiny. But that's the result. The result is souls and lives. And you could literally light it up. Right? You could light it up. The hey. whole point of your podcast is to be the light. Right? But you can't yeah. be the light if you're not going to do it. You can't be the light if you don't uh, take the step to uh, whatever. Start the fire. A fire doesn't start by itself. There's always something that causes the fire. So what's going to cause your fire? Is it the spirit of God? Is it going to be your pastor? Is it going to be brethren of the church? But what's going to cause you to say, you know what? I want to be lit up for Jesus. But you're not going to be lit up if there's not going to be somebody to light you up. There has to be someone to light it up. And it has to be the young people in this generation. The young people need to stand up and tell people about Jesus they need to go out there and save other young people because there's a lot of young people on their way to hell. There's a lot of broken young people that need Jesus. I work in schools. I've worked in education almost 15 years. And I know that there's broken young people out there that need people to say, you know what? I'm ready to be the light and I'm ready to go save other people. And that's the greatest result that we could populate heaven. And that is the greatest thing that you and I need to do is to populate heaven and not worry about making friends because at the end of the day, you have no idea if your friends are going to make heaven their home or not. You need to make sure that you win people to Jesus and you stand for righteousness in these latter days. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's just facts, just facts, bro. Just that's just, <laughs> just I think 100%. Yeah, we're all, I think we're all done. Raphael, I'm good. I'm just just speechless. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. I thank uh, Pastor Daniel Nago for joining us for these past two episodes. He's been an amazing guest, and he's provided some very, very awesome biblical knowledge. Call it what you will. Um, if you guys enjoy this content, subscribe, give us a like, give us a rating, a good rating on Spotify. Um, follow us, five stars. Five stars. stars. Yeah, five stars. Ask and we'll receive. Come on, we can't just say good. So some people like a good movie, we'll like a two star. Follow us on Instagram for updates and upcoming episodes. <laughs> and, uh, Go to our website, link in the description for merch and other information. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you in the next one. God bless. Appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on this podcast, uh, light it up with Wyatt and uh, Raphael. 
the thing I really want to emphasize in this time as we call the altar call, the altar call is a place where we offer uh, to our hearers or to those that may be in our churches an opportunity to repent. You know, the thing about repentance is repentance is critically important. And maybe uh, you've heard of these uh, testimonies, you've heard the podcast series and what have you. But I really want to emphasize um, this afternoon is that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much that he died upon the cross uh, for your sin. He paid a debt that he did not owe. And, uh, and every hearer has to understand it doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter uh, your socioeconomics. It doesn't matter your education. What matters is the heart. The Bible tells us, beloved, that uh, that sin will separate you and I from God. And we have to be very careful that we don't become numb to what's happening uh, uh, in our hearts when it comes to the sin matter or to the issues of our hearts. And the critical, the critical importance to all this is the matter of your your life. It's life and death. It's Jesus uh, and it's uh, heaven or hell. And this is not a scare tactic. This is the reality today that if you're dealing with sin, that you ought to give your life to Jesus. You need to ask Jesus uh, to come into your heart. The Bible says that you must be born again. You, you must ask God to move uh, in uh, your own life or Jesus to be your personal Lord and Savior. And I really want to say this because I, uh, the, the platform here and the conversation today uh, was to the young people. I'm going to challenge every young person to make a stand. You could be a church kid, but your heart, could not, your heart uh, might not be right with God. You could be uh, new to uh, Christianity. You could be new to this channel. Or you could be new to listening uh, into this. And we're grateful for that. But I really want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You realize in, uh, you may have read in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, a plan to give you hope and a future. Listen, your future is in Jesus. But it has to start with salvation. It has to start with you giving your life to Jesus. So wherever you are uh, today, I want you to bow your head. And I want you to just listen to me for a few more minutes. I want to ask you this question. Is there things in your heart that has caused you to be bitter? That has caused you to fall into a place of hatred? Is there things in your life that caused you to... Uh, really not believe that there's a God or not believe that Jesus could help you with your circumstances or your barriers or challenges in life. Listen, if there's sin in your life, if there's secret sin, if there's sin that you're dealing with uh, that maybe your parents don't know or your pastor doesn't know or your brothers and sisters don't know, but you know, listen, Jesus knows that you're dealing with that sin, secret sin is things that you know inside your own heart, things that you do behind closed doors. You have to realize today that sin will separate you from God. Oh, but here's the redemption is that if you ask Jesus into your heart and he forgives you of your sin,
he will give you the reward and the reward is salvation the reward is that you know keep your heart right fight for your salvation work out your salvation with fear and trembling that you would make uh, heaven your home someday that you're not your name will be written in the lamb's book of life you know all this may not make sense to you but what uh, i do know is that the holy spirit can move in ways that you and i have no idea that he can move he could speak to you uh, directly to your own heart and listen to me, if you continue to play church games, those games eventually comes to an end and it'll be game over. Would you like your heart to be found? Would you like your life to be found in the things of God? Or would you like your life to be found in things of this world? The decision is up to you. The choice is up to you. And I pray today that you would join me in this prayer this afternoon, that you would pray this prayer of repentance, that you would... Repeat this uh, short prayer after me. But I'm going to ask you when you repeat this prayer that you believe this prayer with your whole heart and everything that I'm about to say. So please bow your heads and say this after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. God, I don't understand everything in life, but I know and understand that I need to repent of all of my sins. Lord, wash my heart and my life as pure snow. Deliver me and set me free from all the sin and all the bondage in my life. I believe, Jesus, that you died upon the cross and you rose again on the third day. And I ask you to come into my heart and make me new again. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I'm asking, God, that all these that hear today, I'm asking you, God, that you would move upon their lives. You would help them right where they are. I pray, God, that there are young people that are battling, God, insecurities. They're battling what they should do with their lives. I pray, God, that you would give them direction. I pray, God, that you would heal the brokenhearted. God, that you would redeem, Lord Father, God, the lost. And I pray that when the going gets hard, God, for their young people, that may be listening, God, even for those that may not be younger, I ask you for their lives to be in a place of peace, in a place of green pasture, in a place, God, that you would move. Even so, in their life, God, pour out your spirit upon them. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, you ought to make sure that you follow through with that. If you're part of our churches, Follow, uh, you know, if you're part of our churches, talk to your pastor, be in touch with your pastor and stay saved and stay right with God because Jesus is coming back. God bless you and stay saved, stay right with God. And most of all, stay on fire for Jesus and light it up for God and make a difference in this world. God bless you. Thank you for having me.